You're listening to CSB Broadcast, where Community State Bank links you to the communities of southeastern Wisconsin and keeps you connected to the people, businesses, and events happening near you. Welcome to CSB's broadcast at uh, the Shepherd's Community Cafe in Rockin' Downtown Union Grove. Today we are with um, two wonderful individuals from Focus on Community, a great uh, organization, nonprofit organization that we're going to get obviously more into as we do the podcast. We have um, with us today the Executive Director of Focus on Community, Jason Meekma. Welcome, Jason. Thank you. Glad to be here. And we also have um, from Focus on Community, uh, Christina Conferse. And your title? Uh, community Outreach Coordinator for Western Racine County. You must have a really big business card. I do. Oh, that's great. Well, welcome um, both of you to uh, to our cafe. W- what do you think of the dig so far? Fantastic. I am I'm highly impressed and excited to get a little tour right after this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, that's great. That we it's been going real well. We encourage everybody out there to to stop in if you haven't been here. Um, I'd like to start with, um, if you don't mind. What are kind of the, the core mission that you're, you're trying to, to achieve or the objectives that you have uh, for the organization? The core uh, objective of our organization is prevention. Um, when we talk about substance abuse prevention, most people immediately think that we're helping people with recovery, right. that we're doing recovery services, but that's not what we do. Not that recovery is not a, a form of prevention, because it is, but we focus our energy on preventing things before they become a problem. So all of our programming is really heavily focused on skill development, on um, social skills, on all of the things, the tools that young people and adults need to be more successful and to choose healthier, make healthier choices and, and, and avoid risky behavior. And so we do that through our programming primarily and then also through our networking. And so that's the wide web that we kind of cast out uh, the idea of that is get everybody on the same page sure. using the same terminology, then um, we can actually create change. And that change through prevention, we hope to be it's a cultural change. It's a change that it, and an environmental change. And it's a change that, that's different for each of our communities and it's very unique. And that's one of the things I love about my job being in Western Racine County is that all four of the schools and their feeder schools are all very, very unique little and large communities. I kind of a, a two-part question. One, how long has the organization been around? And two, um, geographically, you know, what, what areas do, do you kind of particularly focus on? Yeah, so Focus, has been, focus on Community has been around for about for in our 38th year now. Um, we're looking forward to 39th year coming up in 2019. Um, and we have had a variety of different programs that have come and gone during that time, but the umbrella uh, agency of Focus and then Partners 2 uh, has been around for... So Partners 2 started in Burlington. Um, we're going on our 12th year. We've been in Union Grove. This is our second year in Union Grove. We've been in Waterford as well. So between four and six years in Waterford. Um, we also help Burlington Catholic Central and the 17 feeder schools that feed into that. So that area is a lot broader. Um, that goes into Kenosha, Western Kenosha County, Walworth County, and then also Western uh, Racine County. And that kind of highlights the geographical region that we cover. So we go all the way from the 
I almost said the ocean, the lake. <laughs> we go all the way from it the lake. Big, big it, it is. Place. I mean, my kid yes. thinks it's the yeah, ocean. So right. uh, we go all the way from the lake, all the way out to the as far um, west as we can get in the county, and and it's through focus in our in, in our uh, our program partners too that we're able to to have that great of a reach. Okay. And how many kids do you do you work with in a given year? <laughs> thousands. Okay. Yeah, thousands and thousands. Definitely. Yeah, because yeah, each each of my schools are right at a thousand or a little over and then they're feeder schools so and do, do the, does the majority of the of the programming that you do does that happen at the school mm-hmm. outside of the school or a combination so in western Racine county the majority of the programming that we do actually happens in the school we may take programming outside model programming and then find a place in it for it in the curriculum or we may take programs that um sort of work or work better in inner city but for us our little we have a different community out here we tweak it a little bit and change it a little bit and make it so that it it works for this the school and the staff part of the prevention piece though is also education so we do a lot of educating and informing um, adults so that like i said earlier so we're all on the same page we're all saying the same thing so a lot of that programming actually can occurs outside of the school day for the students when we're working with them that's primarily in the school day through the curriculum and then for the adults that's usually outside meetings parent meetings um, staff meetings staff and services and things like that that we provide we also in the past have provided for businesses um, wellness programs so we have had um, different businesses in which they've been dealing like with a suicide or Mm. or something a substance abuse issue overdose overdoses yeah. yeah things like that and they've asked us you know will you come in and just do an overall presentation for all of our employees on employee um health and we're like yeah sure we'll yeah, do when that you, when you say yeah. wellness i i can think of wellness in in different ways right when you say wellness is it more specifically or very specifically to like addiction or more mental health in a yeah. sense. Yeah, and I and I think that's a, the important um, piece of this, and really why this is so relevant and something that we are always open to and, and are looking to to get more involved in is, you know, there's a big big um, push right now for employability, getting employees in who are employable, and you know, it, it's really more about the mental health and a lot of people immediately go to the physical health side of things like oh are you walking every day are you eating healthy things Mm -hmm. like that that's incredibly important as a triathlete i i know but the mental health side of it is really the important piece that has been overlooked for so many years and that mental health issues and substance abuse are so closely tied together they're in most cases i mean one plays off of the other um, almost every time so it's really important that we're getting into businesses or getting into schools or getting before groups of adults and explaining to them that it's taking care of your mental health is such an incredibly important part of this. And in, in a workplace, for in this example, um, you know, it's creating a safe work environment for your employees, creating a place where they have resources available. So if they're having issues with depression or, um, you know, having a mental health break or something like that, that they have resources they can access. So then they are prevented from turning to medicating themselves with, with you know, uh, a substance, uh, an opiate, uh, anything like that, or, you know, 
doing something worse that, that may lead to long-term repercussions, both for the employee and the business, uh, ultimately. So it's such an important conversation to be having, um, and we're, we're seeing more of an interest in that kind of conversation uh, throughout the county as well. So Sure. No, that's great. I know the interaction between focus on community and local schools is important, but what kinds of resources do you provide for families and businesses? The networking piece is a huge part of what we do. Um, one of the things that we feel very strongly about is that if everybody's on the same page, using the same jargon, the same look, the same talk, uh, if, they're, if they're doing that, then the students have the opportunity to hear it the same way from a lot of different sectors is what we call them. We have 12 sectors that we work with. And then um, they're more likely to pay attention because they're hearing it the same way from all of the different people that are in their lives. So we work with the school staff so that they're saying it a certain way, school administrators. We work with um, other professionals that may be working with them. We work with the parents so that the parents are kind of using the exact same um, words as they're talking to their students or their, their child. And then we also, with the community, we have a network that we do um, primarily through our volunteers that help out that they're saying it the exact same way. And so what we have found and what other data has bear out that that way they get the message because a lot of people in their lives are saying it the exact same way. And that's a really important part of the programming piece that we do. It's a huge part of the networking piece that we do. Um, a lot of my hours are devoted to uh, making sure that our volunteers feel like they're making a difference. And they are. Um, they're making a tremendous difference because often in a, in a student's life, uh, in a kid's life, all they need is someone who is willing to listen to them. And um, we supply that. If it's not myself, it's a volunteer, or we help the staff have a better understanding of the role that plays in the school or administration or the volunteers that come forward too. So that's a huge piece of what, what I do in Western Racine County is that networking piece. Um, the other part of the networking piece is all the other organizations that help us make that happen because we can't do it primarily and completely on our own. Oh, that's that's great. You know, Community State Bank is, is mm -hmm. um, committed to, to what you guys do. As a part of that, um, we've uh, made a decision to provide kind of matching uh, a, a donation of $7,500 mm -hmm. in kind of a matching format. So, yeah. you know, we'll be encouraging the community and, and, and you know, both individuals and businesses to uh, to match the $7,500 that, that we'll be providing. But what we're doing is um, we're, we're going to provide the $7,500 over a three-year period. Yep. So $2,500 a year. And the reason for that is to kind of match up with a, th a three-year strategic plan that you've developed for, um, I believe, Union Grove High School. Mm -hmm. And if, if you would, could you talk more specifically ar around that? Sure. Um, our three-year plan with Union Grove is basically a strategic plan we come, come up with, actually, for all of our schools and all of our, our programs that, that we run. So there's, like, a broad umbrella plan for, like, the whole county. Then there's a plan for Western Racine County. Then there's a plan for each of the communities, you know, and then the smaller plan for each of the schools. And so this is our second year in our plan um, for Union Grove. 
The first year was primarily an assessment year, um, just to kind of take a look at where the community is and their readiness in order to have programming set aside in order to be um, pre uh, to prevent substance abuse issues in general and where they are too in their overall thought of mental health um, and those assessments and that process was done last year uh, I did a lot of door-to-door -door. I talked to a lot of people um, it was really exciting for me to actually get back into doing that because I haven't done that in about eight years so that was kind of fun for me on a personal note and a professional note to get to actually walk around the community and talk with people and then after we do that assessment, we um, do what we can do to build capacity and then also plan and implement the plan. So that first year was the assessment. We've done that. Our overall objectives for the next few years is actually what we create um, a proactive character-based programming. So that's, that's our fancy way of saying that is very unique to this to this community and to what Union Grove needs and to what the feeder schools coming into Union Grove High School need as well. And a lot of things um, happen very organically because of that. We get um, leadership from the students, leadership from the staff. We have parent leadership that come, that come forward as well. And so then we use that to create a, that volunteer system. So that's kind of what this year two is all about, is creating that leadership defining what all the expectations are gonna be on all 12 of those sectors that I talked about earlier, um, helping being with law enforcement and doing all the networking pieces that, that go with that, which we're well into that because that's part of that community assessment in year one. And then in year three, we actually will start doing some evaluating and actually seeing what we're doing well and what the outcomes have been. And those outcomes, normally and I don't foresee in my experience it being any different in this community is unique programming that creates a difference in the life of the students and then that kind of trickles down or actually creates difference in the life of the parents. Hmm. Along those lines when you were just talking about if we could kind of fast forward um, you know three years from now into the future you know, what would success look like? What would you consider to be a success? From my perspective, on a more big picture kind of a thing, and, and um, really what would move the needle is that idea of prevention becoming a model that people incorporate into their everyday lives. Um, you know, we're going to provide the programming, we're going to provide the resources, we're going to provide those things, they're going to be there. But if people really want to make change, if people really want to improve their own lives and improve their community, it's got to start with prevention. and, and the, the thing I always say about prevention is the best solution to a problem is to never let it become a problem. And that's what prevention is. And, and it's really putting things in place to s prevent something from ever becoming a problem. In banking, that's what you do. You help people set themselves up financially to prevent them from going through financial struggles. Same concept with substance abuse prevention, um, you know, mental health uh, prevention practices. All those things are really that concept of setting yourself up for success. And in three years from now, from now if this community and, and any of the communities we work in can be more conscious and be incorporating the idea of prevention into their lives, that would be a huge win uh, in, in the holistic approach to what we do. We live in a very reactionary society. We wait for something to happen and then we start to throw resources at it and funding at it and say, oh, now we need to fix this. But imagine 
how much money we would be saving and how many problems we would be solving by never letting them become a problem in the first place. Um, that's why in the prevention world we, we live by an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Um, it only takes a little bit of effort to do prevention practices instead of having to invest so much time and energy into um, fixing something that's, that's broken. So. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think you, uh, kind of along that prevention mode of thought, I think you see a lot of that in things like in the physical health sides of, you know, cancer prevention, yeah. diabetes can, um, prevention, yeah. and, and, you know, heart and, you know, those sorts yeah. of things. So yep. um, it only makes sense, you know, as it relates to, a, you know, That's addiction right. and mental health, yep. if there are things that could be done along those along those lines. And that's our also, goal. I would imagine there's opportunities if people in the community wanted to get involved, families, community members, business owners, um, how would they go about doing that? Oh, we have lots of different <laughs> opportunities for our volunteers. I think one of the first things they would um, could do is just call the office talk to uh, Gina probably first yep. and foremost and then if they're out this way Gina give them my contact info and then I would get a hold of, of them as well the, there's lots of opportunities and we one of the things that uh, that I really work on is making sure that they feel like they're making a difference um, so we want to make sure that their experience is unique to whatever it is that their gifts and their talents are so we have a we do kind of like a little quiz with them, try to really take a look at what they want to Is do. Is it a hard quiz? No, it's okay. really easy. I but, might take it. Then. Okay. And so we really kind of take a look at what they feel their strengths are, the things that they really enjoy doing. Um, then from there, depending on what direction they want to go in, if they want to just do like a one-time thing, like work with a fundraiser or something like that, or if they want to actually like mentor a teen and, and be very available to a teen then um, we have an interview process that they go through at that point in time, and um, then they have some training that they do as, as well. So it, it can be as simple as um, I'd like to put a flyer together for you guys because you're doing a fundraiser to something as, and everything in between, as I'd like to mentor a teen for four years and be there for them and help them through these four years of high school. What, what are the uh, ways for people to get in contact with you guys? Yeah, so, uh, you know, as, uh, as Christina mentioned, I think um, a phone call to our, our office is a great way, and we're at 262-632-6200. Um, or our website, which is just focusracine.org, um, is the, the, the Focus website. And you can get information there. You can sign up to volunteer right on there and give us the information. Um, that you have and, and we'll reach out and get you in, involved in whatever capacity that you would like to be involved in. We have lots of opportunity. And you can follow us on social media. And you, oh yeah, and you can follow us on Facebook, uh, which is at Focus Racine on Facebook. And we have yeah. an Instagram too. Well, that, that, that's awesome, thank you. Uh, is there any other things you'd like to cover, maybe a question I, I didn't ask you that you wanted to make sure you, you got out there? We did cover a fair amount of ground. Mm -hmm. We did. I think the only thing I would add is just a thank you. Thank you to each of our communities that we serve with at Focus on Community. I, I think that it is wonderful and very humbling to have the ability to serve 
as we serve each of these communities. Um, I also appreciate, just from a logistics standpoint, the funding that we have received from the community. One of the things that I really appreciate in our prevention world is that a lot of organizations receive state and federal monies. We do, but we also receive the vast, a, a lot of our monies too from the communities in which we serve. So for me, that's like literally buy-in from those communities where not only are we gonna support you emotionally or support you and your programs and what you do, but we're gonna support you financially as well. And that's a huge thank you to all of our folks that helped make that happen. Well, that, that's actually a great point. A question that I didn't ask is, you know, where does your, what are your funding sources? Yeah, and Christine, I think, kind of started to paint the picture. It's really a patchwork, and that's how most, especially small, non-national nonprofits have to operate. It's, a lot of it is through grant opportunities, whether it's local, federal, state-level grants, but then a, a big portion of it is communities coming together to support the causes that are available. Um, you know, uh, the community state bank opportunity that you just spoke of is one of the one example of that of groups stepping up and saying, "Hey, this is important to us in this community, and we want to make sure that we're helping to move the needle." Um, you know, and, and then it, it whittles all the way down to individual donors, people who've either been affected by our programming or people who've found passion because of what we do, people who've maybe gone through recovery, um, find that this is a good way to reinvest in what they've been through to make sure that they're preventing young people or even adults from, from following that same path. Um, you know, I, I think the unfortunate reality of nonprofits is we're always looking for ways to keep moving the needle, to keep moving forward. The ultimate reality of a nonprofit is we're always trying to close our doors. You know, if we, if we shut ourselves down, then we have solved the problem we're trying to address. And that has always been my motto as the executive director is I want to someday close the doors of focus because we have made such a huge impact in prevention and the communities have become so sustainable and, and self-responsible within prevention that we don't need to operate anymore. Realistically, we're not looking at that anytime soon, but we're working towards that. And it takes people like yourselves uh, and like all the generous people Christina was mentioning to, mentioning to help us get to that point. Um, and if I could jump back to your, your original question for just yes, a second. You know, I, I always like to try and leave with a, a little nugget or tidbit for the people that may be listening. Um, and I think I would say that, especially if you're a parent or if you work with young people, is take time to give them time. That is such an important thing. One of our programs and something that we incorporate in a lot of what we do is this concept of 15 minutes a day. And, and you really have no idea how much just 15 minutes a day of uninterrupted attention that you give to a young person can change their lives. Most kids are acting out of a, a need for attention. They're not receiving that in their lives. Maybe they're, maybe they're experiencing some level of trauma. Maybe they're just not getting what they need from home. And that interaction, and Christina said it earlier, that interaction for that child can change their lives. It could be the difference from them going to a friend's house and getting wasted that night to going home and doing their homework. It could be literally that difference if you just take that time to give your attention to that child. Whether you're their parent, whether you're their neighbor, whether you are just passing them on the street, sometimes just saying hi to a kid when you pass them on the street and acknowledging their existence can make a huge difference in the life of that child. Um, we're living in very fragile times, so every little bit we can do uh, 
makes a huge difference. Oh, very well said. Um, Christina, Jason, thank you for your time. Thank you for the great work. Um, it's been a pleasure and yeah. to, to have you in today. And Community State Bank is uh, excited and proud to, to be a supporter in, in all the great works that you do and will be doing. Yeah. Um, so thank you. Thank and you. Have a great thank day. You. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to CSB Broadcast. For more information on Community State Bank, please visit us online at communitystatebank.net. Community State Bank is member FDIC and an equal housing lender.